right, welcome to What About This, episode two. I'm Keith. It's Travis. Ryan. I'm Kyle. So this episode, we got into social media, um, but this wasn't your typical anti-social media rant. This was looking at what we post and asking the question, why do we post what we post? What does it really tell us about who we are, about the way we interconnect, uh, the way we form our, uh, our social self, where we form our identity. And so we're really trying to go about this and pull apart what the post really means in a bigger picture, right? In a bigger context. So that's what the episode's about. Um, we still have uh, uh, our sponsor from last uh, episode. So Kyle, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, What About This is sponsored by Always Green Synthetic Grass. Check them out at agsgrass.com for all your synthetic landscaping needs. All right. So um, let's roll the episode. For this week, I was thinking about this, and it's something I've worried, not worried, wondered about for a long time. Um, I've noticed, and, and since social media has become a trend, you know, what, 10, 15 years ago, um, I've noticed that, that we, it's used for, and this started really becoming more prevalent when Twitter started, is that people like to put in their, their status updates. They put in that, 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 you know, what they're doing that day. I'm going to lunch, just went to the gym, um, just got a new car, whatever it is. And, and small or big, they're putting a lot of really ultimately mundane things. And my question isn't like, it's not that it's irritating. It's not any of that. It's not like the typical rants against social media. My question is more, what is behind that? So why do people decide to put status updates that like I went to the gym today or I'm going to brunch or something like that? Something really small that, that when I see it, I'm like, oh, that's interesting, but ultimately I don't care. And it, it's not that I, I don't care for that person. It's just, I'm, I, what do I do with this piece of information, right? So that's kind of my question is, when people put that up, like, what do I do with this information? Why are they doing that? What's the point behind it? Um, so that's the topic today. Well, what, but why do you want to know that? Because it's become such a phenomenon. Because it really is irritating? <laughs> no, honestly, it, it is genuine curiosity. Why do people think that they need to put that up? Because I do, I would say this, I think it's a need. I don't think it's a... Uh, I think people think they need to do this. There's some reason that they're doing it. And I want to try to dig down and, and get to what is the thing behind it, if there is anything behind it. So, so, so the thing about social media, how, how long it has, was like the first? Well, depends on what you want. It's yeah. funny. I was telling Keith, I said, think back to the original status update was, did you guys have AOL Instant Messenger? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. did you? You were too no. Um, I shouldn't have a computer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, can you do you remember doing your away message? That was like the first time that you got to like customize things, mm -hmm. and when somebody was communicating, like, and they can communicate instantly with this message that you had customized. Like, I uh, remember, I would always, I would, I had an away message that was like, "Be back in an hour." Went surfing. Like, I've never <laughs> gone surfing. <laughs> but like. So the question would be, why did you feel like you wanted, or, well, wanted or had to? Why did you put "I went surfing" even though you've never gone surfing? Because I wanted girls to like me. <laughs> like, it's fair. Yeah, that was like there was no other. There, was, I remember having a really shameless <coughs> one too. That was like, if you want to date me, <laughs> like it was just straight up. There was no games. It's like, if you want to date me, please leave a message. <laughs> like, uh, um, and you know what? The funny thing about that is, I did have 
uh, aim, and I never put an away message. It was always just like Keith is unavailable or Keith is offline or whatever my aim, you know, tag was. I don't even remember now. But um, I and so I've never had that impulse to like share that kind of detail with people, and so it's always been a curiosity for me. I think it's the response. I, you, you, the response feels good. Mm-hmm. So you, A, you put out a line and you want to bite. You, mm-hmm. you want, you're wanting someone to respond to you because someone responding to you, somebody that is, someone that is acknowledging you, there it is a sense of, I would say is a sense of validation. Right, but it goes deeper than that because supply and demand, <coughs> right? If um, there's, if everybody is validating you when you put this out, then of course you're gonna keep supplying it. You're right. gonna keep putting it out. I think what Keith's saying, and I agree with him, the deeper question is, why is there a demand for that? Right. Right. Like, like why is everybody else out there, and millions of people right. out in the social media world going, oh, I wonder if he did go to the, to the gym today. Right. right. Or I wonder if he did pass his final, or all these mundane, did he get a haircut? All mm-hmm. these mundane things. But you're saying people, are, people are asking that question? Well, yeah, that's why you get hits, you get right. comments, you get likes, you get, the, the reason we're putting these things out is because people are consuming them when we put them out, and so people continue to do it. See, I don't think people actually care. Uh, yeah, I think that the reason why you are liking or commenting or things like that is so, and I think it may be, be like subconscious, is so <coughs> that they will reciprocate. And that in liking and commenting, you will develop a relationship with, within social media that says like, now I kind of expect you to like and comment right. some of my things. When you say reciprocate, do you mean, you mean like keep the relationship going? Yes, yeah, so like now like you, like I'm, because I, I am active on your pictures, mm. I expect you to be active on mine. Yeah. So this is where we're really going here, I think, and this comments on just relationships mm-hmm. in general and where um, where interactions have come really in the last 10, 15 years. Um, and, and we've gotten to kind of be on the front line of that and, and see the difference where now, you know, you, you see a kid and they can't have the, the one-on-one uh, interaction as easily as they, as they could have in the past because it's all, it's all over social media, right? So it really does feel like this change that, that you're pointing out has changed the way that we interact with one another. Yeah, and so I, I, there's this thing that keeps coming back to me is that, that we're, we are trying to, through social media, craft a story or a narrative about our life. Right. And it's through the... So my question is, uh, on, on the other level, is, well, then why, why the gym selfie, right? What's that about? Like, what, what is that telling me about that person? And so that's kind of one of the questions I'm asking. And, and yeah, we can go the vanity route. Yeah, sure. They're standing in front of a mirror with their shirt off taking a picture, mm-hmm. right? Kyle. Yeah. Um, I have never done that. <laughs> at the gym. And, but, but I, Especially. But, I've yeah. never done that. <laughs> Tons of bathroom selfies. Yeah. Who's Jim? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is like, why do we, why that? Like, why that thing? Why not? Um, and not that this doesn't happen on social media. It's used for a lot of different uh, ways. Uh, um, it's used in a lot of different ways for promotion, for uh, communication. There's a lot of really good that comes out of it. So, but but I I'm, I wonder. It's like why why are we sharing what we're sharing most commonly? Well, be, well, because you go back to, to why social media exists. Why did they create? Mm-hmm. Who created it? Why did they create it? What was their goal? What right. was the what was mm-hmm. the intent behind it? And it seems like if you're saying relationship con- connectivity, right? There's this desire yeah. to connect. There's this desire yeah. that we have that we want to connect, and so in and of itself, it's not like it's. And I don't think you're suggesting right. that no. that it's this evil or anything. No, 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 no. But we are. But you are asking, <clears throat> well, 
why does he do the gym selfie? Why does she do the gym selfie? Whatever, and <clears throat> is because she wants to. He wants to connect with his friends. Right. His friends want to know what he's doing. This is another avenue, another tool for us to get connected, for us to be plugged into each other's lives. Or right. I don't get to see you that often, and so now I get to know what you're doing. But then there's this idea of self-promotion. This right. idea of right making. I'm, I'm making my life look better than it really is, mm -hmm. and so. I would say that at the core of it, or, or uh, that is, there's this deep desire to connect with right. other people, or to be connected, or, and I think that it's, me personally, I think right. it's gone, I, I think it's gotten out of hand, and it, it's caused a lot of negative things within our personal relationships. Right. Wait, hey, so does that mean we can't ask them to like us on Facebook and Twitter? After? No, they still should. No, no. follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Um, yeah. Now. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Pause. Yes. Hip, hip pause. In fact, we'll wait. <laughs> yeah. We'll, and then. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh. Um, so so here's, the, here's the interesting thing. And I know you're talking about like they want to connect and like with other people and things like that. And I'm actually thinking in a different route. I was watching something on, um, there's this YouTube channel called ASAP Science. Where it's, I like it because they draw things for me. Where they're like, mm. you're probably dumb. So here's how I'm gonna explain this to you. And they said, well, let me ask you, when you're having a face-to-face -face conversation, how, what percentage of the conversation do you think you get to talk about yourself? Right. What do you think? Face-to-face um, -face conversation. 30%. Yeah, they say, so they say, yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he got, yeah. yeah sure. Should I, I was going to yeah. uh, In face-to-face -face conversations, they say you get to talk about yourself 30 to 40%. Yes. Okay. Then they said, now let's go look at social media. Mm -hmm. You get to talk right. about yourself 80% right. on average. So right. you now get to talk about yourself twice as much. So I actually, and then it got into, they got into this whole thing about how, um, not only is social media this this form of instant gratification, right. but what it does is it uh, it releases dopamine within you, okay. and it's a, and the more the more followers you have, and that notion that more people mm -hmm. are right. are listening or watching and things like that, um, the more dopamine gets released. And so they said, so your body is actually rewarding you mm -hmm. for posting right. on social media because it knows once you post, like the way it's gonna feel right. is good. So actually, I would say that. I don't know if people really want to connect with each other as much as they are connecting with each other to, to ultimately serve themselves. themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, so, but uh, so it's still, it's still, for me, it still raises the question that <coughs> this is a, obviously this is a new form of technology, right? This digital space, this digital, uh, if, oh, if you will, digital self, right? That we're creating and crafting through our posts and social media and all that. But that, Obviously, that hasn't been around for a long time. So I was thinking like 50, 100, 250, 500,000, you know, 10,000 years ago. How were people doing this? Or were they doing this? Were they craft? Were they talking about themselves? And if they were, how? And if they weren't, why not? So where, where does that come from in some sense is what I'm thinking. The, 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 the constant self-promotion. Mm -hmm. So it would kind of what Kyle's saying is, is, <clears throat> is this the the um, what did you say the uh, reward mm -hmm. the reward the release of dopamine yeah. there's a reward right. so a constant status updates it's it's very interesting to all the different platforms and how different types of people use it and so Twitter right um, even Facebook so you have this huge disconnect between like teenagers who are uploading 
only like really albums right. of themselves on Facebook, but they don't like post. But then they post like the highlight, the big moments of their life <laughs> on Instagram. Twitter, they're, they're retweeting memes and their friends and there's kind of this back and forth language. You have Snapchat and they're snapping each other and they're kind of doing it and it's all going back to what you're saying, all this research that they're finding out about this instant gratification. Well, I, I, I can't remember who said it, but they, they talked about in the last 30 years, this whole idea of having high self-esteem, right. maybe even 40 years now, high self-esteem is the thing that everybody is promoting, pushing, and in our culture, more of a right. Western cultural right. narrative of you need to have high self-esteem, which means to esteem yourself. Right. To esteem yourself. Right. And so they they continue to get into it, and they say most of the evil in the world comes from high view of self, not right. a low view of self. Right. Though a low view of self can as well create right. and promote and right. cause evil. And so <clears throat> the idea of my son is on the honor roll sticker in the back right. of a car. It's very similar. Is yeah. this is this is fairly new? Right. You know, sociologists <clears throat> or anthropologists, all these you know right. would say. And so I don't think they did. I think they 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 sat around and told stories and mm. talked about that. I I, I mean right. Yeah. So that was one of the things that when Ryan and I were talking was yeah. that's kind of where we ended up landing for some like for for some of this is that this is all going back to. A story we're trying to tell and you know and what I was telling Ryan is that back in the ancient era in the Greek right Hellenic Greek Greece when they told when when Homer wrote the you know compiled all the stories of the Trojan War and put them into the Iliad and the Odyssey this was a it was originally an oral performance right you would recite the Iliad um, all 12 books of it and so what you did, what it was about was, and, and you know, scholars, literary scholars know that the, the, the Iliad was kind of their Bible, if you will. It, was, okay. it told them how to act and how to behave. Okay. So inherently then, what, we were, what I was kind of getting at is like, narrative is, is inherently connected to, to value or, or belief, or there's something that you're trying to tell yourself as a group <clears throat> of people that, um, <coughs> that you all are going to say, yes, that's the thing that we're going to say is good or or, uh, or um, something we should go after. Um, so, so like, a, like an ultimate virtue? So kind of, you will, yeah, it's every a virtue, culture, exactly. Every culture has had a narrative right. that okay. they have. <coughs> yeah, so it's, it's some sort of myth, some sort of narrative, right. um, some sort of, uh, the, the, the scholars in the mid 20th century called this a meta-narrative and the postmodernists rejected it. Um, rejected the idea of the meta narrative, and we can get there and, and see how that maybe impacts where we might be today. But it's this idea that there is this, this, this grand story that we are telling ourselves that explains everything. We would call it a worldview, probably more appropriately. Yeah. Um, but it, but <laughs> traditionally, it is done through a particular story. Um, so we have uh, the Iliad and the Odyssey in ancient Greece. We have, you know, um, in in England. In the early old, in the old English era, it was you know Beowulf. It was these other ones. Right? Well, you well you had mentioned this about narrative and story, and <clears throat> you're gonna have to explain this. Um, it was a while back you were saying, saying no longer in narrative and story, mm -hmm. story and culture, are we searching for a hero? 
and, and yes. like we've become right. the hero in our story right. via this worldview or this yeah. this cultural narrative and you're saying we're as a culture as a society or as a people always constantly trying to rally around this central narrative or this virtue or whatever you want to call right. it mm-hmm. and so is that indicative of it's it's what is happening today yeah. i mean it's a little history lesson would you? yeah sure <laughs> when did that happen so so the movement from um externally centered identity to internally centered identity it m- m- happens at the turn when you go from the medieval era to the renaissance um so the medieval era was was focused externally focused on experts i mean if you, you can look at um colleges right universities so they, they have what they called scholasticism which was a series of you have what they called dialectics or debates and but you would read a bunch of experts and authorities um, in fact they would do commentaries and they call it the octor a-u-c-t-o-r and that's sort of where we get our kind of our term for author um there's other histories there so um so we made this turn that and so the renaissance thinkers turned away from that to what we call humanism um and humanism is where we took and there's a whole bunch of like movements that happen in this era. So if you think about it, this is like the, the around 1500, um, but it's in the maybe in the century before and a little bit into the century after. Um, really, in the 1300s in Italy is where it starts. Um, so it's a turn back towards classic antiquity. So Rome and Greece. Okay. Um, and so what you have is you they turn away from scholasticism towards humanism because there's. I'll, I'll give you three basic things that happen. One, they discover the new world. So you thought Europe was the entire world, or the old Roman Empire was the entire world. Okay. Well, now you have a whole other hemisphere. So now you've moved, you've taken what you thought was this, this sort of universe, the known universe, and you've shifted it. Now you are, Europe is no longer the center, right? Then you um, have the discovery of the, the, you go from the geocentric, earth-centered universe to the heliocentric, to what we call our solar system, right? Okay. Then you have the turn, and this is fascinating for me, for my field um, in literature and art, is you have the development of perspective in painting. So before it was all flat, and now you have a perspective point where you can see depth. Okay. Right? So all three of those things put together kind of shifted away from um, this this sort of static world into now if this world has sort of this, this movement parts. Well, the only things that we knew before were from based on authorities, and those authorities didn't end up being right most of the time. Okay. So, okay, so now it's like, well, how do we know the world? Well, if I can't rely on I can't rely on these things, authority. If I can't rely on this, I can't rely on this. Um, you know, science as I knew it. If I can't rely on scholarship as I knew it, what can I rely on? And this is where we get the very classic, uh, classic idea of it is I think, therefore I am. Cogito ergo sum, right? Mm-hmm. So what they had is the humanist turned into, well, the only way we can know and experience the world is based on our own right. self. Yeah. So it turns in internally towards, I can know the world. Now, the, the, the common conception is that then, and this did happen, I will not disagree with this, that we that immediately turned to secular humanism. Okay. That's not necessarily true. The humanists, or the humanism in of the Renaissance, they were still, a lot of them were still deeply religious people, the, theological people. But what you had was the church had attached themselves, and this is a separate discussion, church had attached themselves to certain scientific beliefs mm. that we, and we lost them. So that's where we get that started. So you have this turn towards the humanism. Then you have the Enlightenment, another quick part of it is the Enlightenment, then turns to the rational. So they're saying, well, if, all, if the human is the one that can tell, be the center of knowledge, meaning I can experience the only thing I know about the world comes from the self, um, as a concept, not just me. Um, 
then we need to be rational about it. The reaction to that was romanticism, which was now we need to add back in emotional. Okay. Then we go through that. Um, I'm going to skip for uh, just for the sake of brevity over Victorianism, which was a lot of political and sociological mm -hmm. things. But in the 20th century, or not 20th century, 19th century, then you had uh, the the three the, the the sort of the three punch combo of Nietzsche, um, Darwin, and uh, Freud, who okay. took all of that humanism self knowledge and dug down even deeper, and then we get the modern and the postmodern era. We get to the postmodern era, and I'm going to skip modernism just for the sake mm -hmm. again. Postmodernism says. You know that thing we called the meta-narrative where we said there's one story we can tell ourselves and then, and the one actually they, they rejected the most was progress, the progressive narrative that okay. we are pro progressing. Mm. Um, and they said, none of that's true. <laughs> none of, there are no, there's no such thing as a meta-narrative. There's no such thing as um, a grand narrative that we can tell and that, that applies to everybody. There's a lot of reasons why. Uh, cultural anthropology, um, the development of soci sociology, the further development of psychology, all these fields sort of showed us that all of those things that we thought were true weren't as true as we thought they were. Right. Mm. So it, it broke, it kind of broke us as a, as a people. So, and then the one I was talking with Ryan about is a, is a literary movement that I can bring in later, but that's basically where we're in now. Now, we're, whether in the postmodern or the post-postmodern or whatever it is. Post-post-postmodern. Oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> um, uh, so that's kind of where we, we got to. So we started with humanism turning towards that's how we can know the world. Okay. And narratives, if you look at the Renaissance narratives, they shift from looking at heroes like Achilles, right? And okay. again, this is something I mentioned to Ryan a while back. No one in Greece thought they were Achilles. Right, right. No one was like, yeah, that's, I'm that guy. <laughs> or even, Everyone was like, no. Or even wanted to be. Or even wanted they to be. Want well, to. yeah, wanted to be because he dies in the end. <coughs> All good <coughs> heroes die. Um, spoiler alert. Um, but they said, they're not saying I'm going to be Achilles. I want to see that. They're, <laughs> they're not, I'm not Achilles. I'm going to try to be Achilles. You start with the Renaissance and you start to move forward. And then by the time you get to Romanticism, it is, I am the hero, right? So right. one of the big ones was like Lord Byron, who writes uh, Don Juan and um, Child Harold, which are these really, they're basically him, Lord Byron, in a, in a story, right? Okay. So we started to have this conflation of um, narrative and autobiography, where that we, we've conflated the idea that the author is the character or is the narrator. Or, and I, I when I talk to my students all the time, if I ask them, okay, who's the narrative voice? And they're like, it's the author. And I'm like, no, it's not. Um, okay. But we talked through that. But, I would have gotten that wrong. Yeah. Um, so this is this idea that we've somehow meshed or, or co collapsed the distinction between author, um, self, right. and narrative. And I think it's a fascinating thing. And I don't know if that's what this new movement in social media actually is. Well, wouldn't that be the explanation of why? It would, possibly. But here's my. But I go back to my original example. Well, and maybe this is it, but like, why do I need to value you going to the gym? Okay. So, you know what I mean? Like, right. what is that really about? So, so first, to, to bring that full circle, Keith, uh, that's fascinating. And I think what we see now is comic books, superheroes, right. Spider-Man, exactly. Batman, whatever. And the whole premise of that is a person that we want to be or we think we, we are. Right. And that is why they focus on the flaws right. uh, of those superheroes. Spider-Man's... Right. Peter Parker's great, but he's this awkward teenager right. or whatever who I can relate to. Which is... As a, opposed to Achilles, who is this stud. Yeah, right? but except Achilles starts out 
rage sing, uh, sing muse of Achilles' rage or wrath, and that was his fatal flaw. In fact, you go back, the definition of a hero in ancient Greece was they had to have some sort of uh, Weakness. heroic flaw, mm. often called hamartia or pride. Okay. So there was always this, but even that, what you're talking about, if you look at the original comic books, shout out to Cameron, um, <laughs> that, that like Superman, Spider-Man, all them, they didn't have, they weren't like the gritty, realistic, the Dark Knight Batman, that right. they were more the campy, so... Pretty, like, clean-cut guys. Yeah, and they didn't have the flaws that, you know... Iron Man wasn't an alcoholic originally, right? right? So, <laughs> right. so, like, that's part of, I think, the shift is that maybe... Are we maybe getting back there where we're, we want our heroes to have flaws? And what is that? I mean, this is sort of that? separate from the original. But so right, that's a whole different. Right, so that's I was like, I almost started going there, and, and then I thought that, that we're gonna go too far. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. So. I think, I think this, all this goes back to. So I know that we're the while we're addressing uh, why do people look at people like that? I think, to me, I think like, oh, it seems like it's kind of simple, but maybe it's not. Um, I think people post often because you have to stay, in a, in a world like right. that, you have to stay relevant. And if you don't post a lot, you become more and more irrelevant. And so I think in order to fill that time, you have this person sitting there that's like, I have these followers, almost like I have mm -hmm. to perform. I can't just right. go on stage and say nothing. I have to say something. So um, have you ever played categories? Like where yes. you have to like, where yeah. you roll the dice with the letter and then like there's a list and you have to write down things and start with that letter. Right. And you feel that timer. And as the timer is going longer, it starts going faster. And so you start writing down more nonsense things because like you just want to have something down on the paper. And so I think it's... Okay, hold on. We're going to come back to that example. we got to take a break. Okay. Hey, everyone. If you're in the Southern California area and are looking for the best way to improve your home, look no further than adding some always green synthetic grass today. Whether it's creating that awesome backyard that's kid and pet friendly or that punting green to work on your golf game, Always Green provides installation and landscaping with only American-made products such as their famous synthetic turf with advanced drainage technology and backed by a 15-year warranty that will have your yard looking great for a very long time. Always Green also installs retaining walls, custom lighting and driveways, and the most beautiful stone walkways. So if you live in the Southern California area, what are you waiting for? Financing is also available, so call for a free estimate today. 714-614-7814. That's 714-614-7814. Or stop by their store at 16772 Wanda Circle in Huntington Beach. And get your home looking great with Always Green Synthetic Turf and Putting Greens. A proud sponsor of Pop Culture Cosmos. Humanican Media, and the PCC Multiverse Channels. Okay, so Kyle, you were talking about categories and the timer rolling down. Go. Yes, sorry. Um, so, like I was saying, is that in order to uh, stay relevant on social media, mm -hmm. to please followers and things like that, because I hear this all the time, especially working with high schoolers and things like that, right. where they say, oh, I stopped following them because they don't really post much anymore. Mm -hmm. So right. for a lot of people, I think that there is this pressure that like, if I want to not only gain followers, but keep followers, 
I mm-hmm. have to, I this train has to keep rolling. Like it's like if I'm on my social media stage, like, and I have like those 500 followers, those are like audience members that are like, say something or right. I'm going to go somewhere else. So they start, right, okay. so they start, yeah. so they start posting things like, uh, and like I was saying about categories where once the timer starts, you're getting down to the wire. You're like, I want to have something. Just putting nonsense. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, so that I have a chance to like get some points in this yeah. game. Like, I don't, and so I think that may be why these people, and I'm saying like these people. So you're like, saying people like, who are liking it don't even really, they're not liking it, they're liking that so they can keep the relationship? Well, well no, I th- no, no, I'm talking about the people who are posting. posting. And so I'm saying that the people who are posting are like, oh, here's what I had for lunch. I'm at the gym. Go to the gym. I'm doing this. I'm doing that because like, because I need to post something and my life may not be super interesting. Right. But I don't want, I don't want my, I don't want my Twitter feed to look like there's a tumbleweed rolling by. So, so your, your point is that maybe they're not even thinking about this idea of a narrative. They're not even consciously constructing a narrative of their life. It's just, I have to get something out. I think, yeah, I think, I think, and I, I think it could go back and forth there. Mm-hmm. I think there are posts that are thought out and posts that, that are simply derived from the thought of, I haven't posted in a while, I should put something. So I think therefore the narrative of their life is, wait, I'm, I'm still wanted, right? Right. Like I'm still someone, someone's still listening. I still so have So fear, like fear of being, like uh, not being right. relevant, so, fear of being so, unknown. Yeah. A- after, after I was listening to, I was, I was listening to ASAP Science and I, I clicked on something else and I was watching it and it was this 10 year old who makes uh, YouTube videos and they asked the 10 year old, what is the number one thing? Like, it was like, what's like your number one value in life? And she put two things, he went, a 10 year old. First thing she put was financial success. <laughs> and the, the second thing she put, which I think is the base, the basis of social media is fame. She right. said, and just talked about like how cool it would be to be famous. And she like, people would want my autograph and I would walk places. Right. And like, but if you, and so right. it's funny, if you think about that, it's, and social media is talking about instant gratification. You get famous for kind of just doing whatever you want when you want to do it by right. like, by like typing in your phone. And so you have, and so you have this girl that is like, I just, man, how awesome would that be to be famous? And I think that's the underlying, yeah. that's the underlying mm-hmm. tone of, people who have a social media who want to create this narrative. I think there's something even underneath that though. What do you think that is? Oh, what do you think? Peel this onion. Let's peel it back. You know what I What's don't underneath? like about that phrase, peeling the onion? There's just more onion. Like you're not it's getting to point. any deeper analysis. It's just, sorry. Getting to the good part of the but onion. But here's the thing is, what have you, you ever tasted the middle of an onion? <laughs> it's the worst part. What if you don't, what if you don't <coughs> peel the onion and there could be something different? Yeah. Sure. And what if the <laughs> Sorry, middle of I, this onion that we're gonna peel is freedom, and we have to just get there? Amen. Keep. Or or a Wonder Ball, those chocolate those chocolate candy balls that used to have a toy. It would just taste like onion. I was talking. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I'm never, no, gonna say, I'm never gonna say that again. Ch- I know. No, I'm saying it. I, I, it's me. Chocolate. So, so, I've got weird. So if I'm if I'm hearing you right, you're that. you're saying that people post um, out of a need to. They want to post some, for, for their audience so that they can continue to feel something or what is it? You're, you're saying, you're saying that there's a need for someone to like them. There's a need for what? Like, I think, it, right. I think I, it, I can sum it up like this. It is the fastest route to fame. But it's That's not fame. True. It's not fame though. But there, but there are people that literally yes. just become. You're right. But I guess so their desire to be famous though is what? Why do they want to be famous? Right. They don't want to be famous. Because they want what fame gets you, what or what they think fame gets you. They want they want to be loved and adored and they want the attention. So that's kind of what I was getting to with the whole narrative thing is like there is this like 
Again, ancient Greece, we want to be like Achilles. We're not Achilles, we want to be like him. That's a value we're going to affirm. So what value are we affirming? I guess this is kind of ultimately my question. Okay. What values are we really trying to affirm? Or what what sort of cultural virtues are we trying to affirm through our specific uses of social media? Again, I, I keep going back to this example. We can go to any other. Jim Selfie, you know, my Instagram, I post pictures of food I cooked, right? Why do I do that? Like, I, and I, I like it when I get likes, right? I, mm-hmm. It, it okay. makes me feel good. So there are things that I do and like that's, that's dumb, right? No one wants to see my plate of food that I cooked that I'm going to eat. But right? no, but no, I know no. people do. No, I get people do, but okay. like, but the idea is like, I'm just putting this picture of food on there and people are like, that looks good. Um, I have a friend who every, he's at work and every time he pulls up, he's like, every, he talks to me, he's like, every time I see your Instagram feed, you're always making me hungry. And I'm like, that's not really what, what I'm going for. That's but not goal. Yeah. <laughs> but but this idea, I just want you to like me. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> so if there's a way that I do it, it's some sort of in that way. Right. Um, so what are we, is it even about the specific posts? Cause that was my original thought. Like, Oh, what is, okay. So you post a gym selfie. Maybe they want me to affirm that physical fitness is important because we've lost the central cultural narrative. Right? No, they want you to think they look good. But even there, but that's, that's an affirmation of physical. I mean, I would say like, even in that, like this, there's this idea of the physical body. And we the have this, I am, right? I am like into I, physical I have, fitness. I have fitness. My body is fit, that kind of stuff. And I'm, if I like it, then I've, my, my original thought was, well, have I affirmed that value in our society? Um, is it because we don't have our Iliad? Is it because maybe we've lost as a, as a, mm. uh, as a society, we've lost, I mean, our for, for, like we've lost a narrative that we're, mm. what we're trying to tell. Um, and, and that we feel a little, or is that the narrative? We're or is that the, exactly? I was saying before the break that we were um, that that is what is our alien? Like what is our central cultural myth? Uh, our, our narrative? Yeah. And you were going to bring up something. So well, I was suggesting that this is our Iliad, if you right. will. Right. Mm. Right. This is this is the thing that we have rallied around. We've focused around as a culture, and I. I was I was thinking about social media in and of itself because right. that is exactly kind of what we're talking about is you have you have Facebook came out of right. this desire to um, seem it seems like wanting to access a certain group of people right. or be be known out of frustration mm-hmm. and you have yeah. you have Steve Jobs who in it he seemed to be a guy who isolated himself but that desired to have connection. Right. And if you know his story, he, he was adopted, he didn't know his birth parents, is that right? And and so he even he even designed he designs um, the screen so that you can look upon yourself. Mm. That is actually like I'm, mm. I'm I'm paraphrasing, but that is exactly what he said. So it's to see you in the iPhone. iPhone, right. therefore I am. <laughs> and so that is that was his focus on right. the design. You have this guy who's known as this jerk, right? right. He, he, all of his friends, you've seen the documentaries and and the movies, and this guy. They said he wouldn't even talk to his mom unless his mom was one of the main six people that can get him to this platform. And, and so you have this guy who is so desperate to be right. known and to be loved. And this is where I'm going with it. Right. It's his desire to be known, yeah. like, and um, what is it, that phrase? Uh, fully known and fully loved, like fully just accepted, right. affirmed. You get into this idea of fame. And so <laughs> he's this very isolated guy who will cut out anybody in the right. moment, but yet he's, mm-hmm. he's creating this 
mechanism to be connected 24 seven. So what is that about? Even in his attempt, right. even in his attempt, he is this guy that will cut you out, get, is creating this machine right. to be connected it's to something all the time. So this is, this is the danger, right? And I think where we've got is a culture that is so connected and yet not right. at all. Because it's a it's a counterfeit mm -hmm. connection. Right. So one of the things that I think is interesting is the shift, one of the other major shifts <coughs> where this kind of begins and in Renaissance we go back to that again is that ancient uh, ancient Greece, uh, it was oral literature up through uh, Rome, up through most of the middle and medieval. I mean you start to develop language and all that before mm -hmm. that it starts to get written down. In in the Renaissance we have the printing press. And now we can start to disseminate narrative through text, through mm -hmm. through, and I use that term specifically, yes, like yeah. with regard to our conversation, right? Nice. Through text, um, so it becomes a text-based or textual narratives, meaning you right. now spread it out. So if you wanted to hear a story in ancient Greece, you had to go to a spot, face you had to, to face, go to the theater, not even face to face, maybe side by side in a, in a half circle, looking at someone performing. But right? it, but, it's, but yes, yeah. but like human interaction, right? It had to yes. be that. And so everybody could say, that is the narrative we're going to go with. Once you start spreading out that, once you start developing, and again, this is my life. My job is based in literature and text. Yes. So I understand the disconnect here. Um, but this idea of once you start to spread that out, once you sit in a room in a library by yourself reading, now you have no one to affirm that narrative. Mm -hmm. You have no one that says, yeah, that's a story. So this is the impulse behind literary criticism. This mm. is the impulse behind sort of reading circles. This is the impulse. So what I think is fascinating is that when you take narrative and isolate it from community, you lose something. Yeah. And one of the things I think you lose is you lose that sense of metaphor of we're going to all agree that this is the thing. That's we know that this isn't the actual thing, but this is the thing, right? This is the narrative that mm. we're going to tell. Well, whether yeah. or not you're, whether you're not, you're saying this or not, I'm thinking this is, is the, social media and, and technology and stuff isn't isn't really the problem. It's it's the right. problem, or at least this is where yes. I'm going. Is there's a problem with it is being misused. And I was listening to someone comment on research the other day how the this instant gratification that you right. bring up that um, mm -hmm. shot of dopamine, that reinforcement, and yeah. it's like essentially a drug. And it's saying the research we're finally accepting the research that is actually changing our um, frontal cortex, right? And right. so you have this next generation that has mm -hmm. grown up with nothing but, right. whereas me, I think I had my first computer in the house. I have friends had computers in high right. school, but in my home, I didn't actually have a computer. I believe until I was 18. So I grew up without. Right. And so what's happening now is I get the instant gratification. Right. And so I get it right then and there, and I no longer, I it's disconnecting me from mm -hmm. the human interaction. And so it's it's um, causing a lack of, of trust, it's causing a lack of connectivity, and people are no longer engaging, interacting, because mm -hmm. you can't give me, and I don't even know how to give you, right attention and time and response because my response yeah. isn't like that because your response is slower than the shot of dopamine that I just it's got. Yeah. asynchronous which is, too. Which is, it's it's yeah. not real, it's, it's so right. not real time. Like we're having this conversation in real time, post it, yeah. wait 20, like 20 seconds, a minute, <laughs> 20 minutes, whatever. Well, it's funny too that you say that there was a study that came out um, that we were talking about, uh, what are the scientists are saying that there's a, were you explaining that there's the piece of the brain that makes your response time slower? Mm. Yeah. So there's, it's the response time that's slower now mm. for the younger generation because they deal so much with conversations through text. 
Mm -hmm. that um, that we didn't grow up that way. Like it was always on the playground or whatever, right. and it was like, hey, what are you doing tonight? You want to come over? And and oh, our brain had, our brain yeah our brain had developed it. Hey, that was hold on. That's really funny. Is that is the equivalent? Like when you say like, oh yeah, I gotta ask my mom. That is the equivalent of a text uh, silent period. That's like, the, like that's the bubble coming up and then going away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what? So you were typing. I saw you see it. So now what we can do is if I was like, hey Ryan, what are you doing tonight? You can you can now see that text and think about what you want to say. Right. And like and and maybe even go and try and figure out some plans. Weigh my here. options. And then. Right. Yeah, and so the it's the piece of the brain that deals with the uh, the uh, instant reactions to things yeah. that, that yeah. it's proving. Uh, scientists are finding it is much smaller mm -hmm. than. Um, well, and they're saying that your your brain is starting to. It's very much so. Um, it, it's it's similar to that of an addict, like a drug right. addict's brain, the way it's being wired. So now so now you get into, why are they doing it? Well, because now it's out of their control. Right. They're an addict and it doesn't, it doesn't seem like they're an addict. And so we've rejected that. Right. And so you, that's a big reason why you're posting, you know, your toast in the morning right. and then a back, back selfie, you know, over the shoulder. And I think those are just other things that we're seeing that are valued, right? right? Good food. Right. bodies. So of course I'm going to post that because I want to be all of those things that says I am. Yeah. I am this individual mm -hmm. that everybody wants to be. Do right. you see that I'm that? And if I am that, and you guys all see and like that I am mm -hmm. that, then I am. Right. And I am enough. I am right. okay. It's And this is the thing I get into is you have, you know, the pretty girl or whatever. And so she posts the picture mm -hmm. and then there's like 35, seven comments about right. how cute she is. And what she does is she knows, she knows she's good. She, she knows she's good looking. She might be insecure, right? But like she knows. And so they go, oh my God, you're so gorgeous. Hard eyes, all these different things, right? And then she texts, puts back on there, you're beautiful too. And I'm like, no, she's not. <laughs> like, you know. We that. talked about this already. Yeah. You don't need to go here again. <laughs> but it goes back to, it goes back to even what Kyle's saying right. is keeping it. And so you start talking to people and they go, well, why are you liking? Well, because right. I got to, well, I, and they feel pressure. Mm -hmm. They feel pressure to like and to follow those right. people, even if they don't want to, because now this is a social norm. And now I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be a bad person. I don't want right. to be. And so, or I want to make sure that they affirm me again next time when I do this. So exactly, affirm them a, back. A big thing that, yeah, I think yeah. a big thing that you know is that what happens uh, within staying relevant too is the you know were you ever in class and you farted, and all of a sudden like you're around the girls and you're like like right oh, now? hey so you go like this so you've uh, you've worked your way up like the social ladder yeah. hey, and then you fart in class <laughs> and you're like <laughs> and you're like. Oh, oh, and no. it's, and and you just get set back down. But, and, or, but or you or you make farting cool. But yeah, but no, but hold on. Here's what here's what I'm saying is that you'll find a lot too that with people that have built up this relevance. Right. If they post something and it doesn't get a lot of likes fast enough, mm -hmm. you will find it deleted very quickly. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the, they farted in class. Yeah. Yes. But the thing yeah. is that you can hey, you can retract the so, fart. <laughs> so so this would be again. I'm I'm trying to. to like, so wrap my mind up. So that is the equivalent of not being affirmed 
in a in a social setting, right? That is the, that is well, what that is. Yeah, right? almost like yeah, almost like if you you post something and it, if it doesn't get enough likes right. fast enough, or as as much as you feel right. uh, uh, securely comfortable with, you almost see it as like a ah, oh, this was a mistake, like right. like this was like a social faux pas, and right. I need, and I need to get rid so, of it. So so this right. is kind of which is interesting is that I think that, that in one of my classes last semester that I was teaching, we ended up talking about this idea of social formation in the digital age. Okay. What is the idea of social formation? Like how do you form society in in a digital space or in a digital <coughs> digital environment? I think this is kind of what you guys are talking about. So again, I, I, I don't want to keep wrangling it back here, but again, this, to me this, this speaks to, there's something that we are circling around that we are saying, we don't want to say what the thing is, right? Mm -hmm. That's why we have the gym, so again, the, the food, the food self, selfie, but the food thing, or or these other these issues yeah. where it's like we're we're not comfortable identifying. This is kind of what, to your point, like we're not comfortable identifying. This is valuable. This is not, or this is this is a this is what our society is going to be about. So like we we kind of throw these things out there. So we've gone with the safe thing. Mm -hmm. We know that people are going to like. Is it, self, so you're saying it's safe self-absorption? Kind of. Yeah. It's because it's socially acceptable. Right. So now right. I can, I can almost even mask this, um, this, this photo where, cause nobody posts, it, nobody posts the anti-selfie, the, the ugly selfie. I'm not going back right. to that. But what I'm saying is nobody posts the picture. And to his point is I know that right. working with teenagers is that I know for a fact that if one of their friends posts a picture of them that they don't like, they text them, say, take that picture down, or the famous happy birthday uh, 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 Instagram of their <laughs> friends, they always look good in the photo, but right. their friend, could, they could care less if their friend looks right. like like trash. Yeah. Right. And so so they they make sure, so what they do is they mask it with some like, oh, it's just loving yeah. Thursdays or something. Sure. I don't know, whatever it is, yeah. and it's their right. excuse. That was the TBT. The right. throwback Thursday was the excuse and so we mask the excuse with, do right. you see me? So here's, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So here's my, my thought is, um, do you think that, and this is a weird, I'm kind of out of left field sure. question, but do you think then they, they, we've lost the ability to understand that that thing is not actually me? So, what do you mean? So the picture Explain I put that. on Instagram is not actually this, me. This narrative I've created. Right. Is not actually, well, no, that is a I, metaphorical representation of me. Absolutely. And yet people don't see it that way. Absolutely. Because what it, what it is, is you're showing, I mean, you can, you can take it back to like a sports center. You're just really showing a highlight reel. Right. You're not watching the actual game. Like you didn't see like all the fumbles and the interceptions. Right. Uh, all you saw was the big plays and the I mean I guess not end score yet, but um, <laughs> but really you're just you're just showing all that you're showing all the touchdowns right now. Well, yeah, they, the psychologists talk about this this dark side of yourself, the Machiavellianism kind of the shadow self. Yes, and and so you have this culture amongst moms where their right. their their kid is actually has peanut butter in their diaper and on the top of their head and is chucking their little brother. Right. But then your friend posted a photo of the, their kids, you know, I don't right. know, just doing something awesome, holding the little brother, right. and it's causing depression, they're saying, mm, right. within, and so there is this like, look at look at my life, look at, right. and, and I think there's this deep, des there's this deep desire in our culture right. that says, um, I have no bad days. 
right. My life is good. I'm happy because that is a right. that is a narrative that we the goal is to be. Happy. What do you want your kids to be happy? And so I am right. happy. I'm always happy, and right. anything outside of that is wrong, mm-hmm. which makes me wrong as a self. Right. And so we're always in Henry 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 Nowen. Henry Nowen, who I love and I read all. Um, he says that at the at the subconscious and even conscious level, mm-hmm. every single day, the question that you ask yourself is, who am I? Right. And we're always constantly, as humans, trying to ask, who am I? And he says, you try to answer that in three different ways, is I am what I do, I am what I have, I am what other people say about me, good or bad. And right. I would say social media is, um, and, he's, and he's saying one dominates you ultimately mm-hmm. all the time. And he's saying how you answer that, Right. excuse me, he says those are all three, all those three ways are the wrong way to 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 answer that right. because they fall short of they'll never give you a self right. that it that can can last past what if you lose everything what if you don't right. have anything what if you and what if people say and, and then you get into the good and bad the good right. I keep I now I have to live up to the hype that you guys are talking about and it's all in the name mm-hmm. of a sense of self a sense right. of self worth and so be it um, you know avocado toast or the back selfie in the gym. Whatever it is that mm-hmm. you use that is affirmed by society that's okay, because that's what we do. We mask it with the TBT. We mask it with a cute right. little phrase like, I love Mondays, or staying on my hustle, or whatever. And everyone's like, yeah. Right. And so. I, yeah, so for I, me, like one of the things, again, I mean, again, I, I don't want to be like, I, I'm not trying to be difficult on purpose. Um, no, but yeah. this idea of, so I get that, that they're trying to develop a self, but again, like, why through the mundane? Like why those details? Why that? And again, this is kind of where I started to wrap back into that. Like why that? Why not something else? Some some more profound? Like why not? Because use, life's people not do profound. Use, but I people do use this. But here there are. I, I follow some like photographers. I follow some people where they are trying to use Instagram to create art and to create sure. metaphor so about themselves, could, which is interesting to me. Could you could you say this? Is that um, you? Your relevance, you you're, you post a lot to build up this yeah. relevance, and so you're you're basically saying why can't we post things that are like just a big deal, and so but well y- yes and no but, yeah well, yes hold and on. no so so um, you're building up your relevance you're building that like say so you post enough to where you're getting like you're getting a couple hundred followers a couple thousand followers and then you're getting up into like you're like your five digits where you got like ten thousand followers right. well now all of a sudden by society standards. Now what you're posting is a big deal. I know. Watch, so right. watch, watch how many people they get frustrated when they like they seriously sit there and think and like plan out right. what this post that they're about to do, and they get like they get like 20 likes on it. But then like you'll have a celebrity post a picture of like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and it gets like a million likes. I know. And so now all of a sudden you're like, why can't they just post something that's like why can't they only post things that are a big deal? They have now because of the, because of the narrative that we've created. Right. If you have a lot of followers that you are a big deal and so now they yeah. can post the peanut butter and jelly sandwich and it actually is a big deal because right. all the followers have decided that it is so my but and i get the big deal thing but my other point is like why are we why are, are we have we just lost imagination then like yeah. why do we think the peanut butter and jelly sandwich is the big deal like why do, why isn't it more i guess here's here's the thing you what have, do, do we have, think the peanut butter and jelly sandwich is a big deal i don't think we do i think we recognize we we, if you will, in a sense, we obsess over and we make that of high value, that person who is saying right. the, the, the famous person right. who's actually famous because they're actually 
But again, it goes but, back but to this it, is but, what we. But it reverts back to. Okay. So then we so then we value that people. So the thing that gets likes is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Them eating it because they're a celebrity. So then instead of posting the really creative, imaginative post, I post my my lunch and I get fifty likes. Whereas mm-hmm. if I put something unique and interesting, I'll get ten. You know what I mean? Okay. So my point is, if we have a limited number of create, we have a limited amount of creativity in our life, right? We are, everything we're putting out is in some sense creative, right? So my Instagram is a a creative endeavor. Why am I wasting it posting what I cook for dinner? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's my point is like, why are we wasting it? Well, hold on. A picture of me at the, of of someone at the gym or, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, why the mundane? Why have we turned that? Why do we think that's. Okay, you're saying you're saying everything we're doing is creative. We're creative beings. Well, right? I would say essentially. Well, yes, but I would say in particular this case, like I would say that the, the well, people. But would but, but food can be. Uh, I, follow, I follow. Right. I, I follow more because I want to go there if I'm ever in the neighborhood. So I always kind of keep it on the flow or whatever. I follow right. you know foodie, L.A. foodie or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so these some of these posts are just are aesthetically pleasing, right. and I'm exactly. like. And I could get lost in the texture and the color, whether yes. they put a filter on it or not, doesn't matter. Exactly. Maybe that's their 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 way of getting me there. But I would say you're you're not not necessarily being creative, um, as think, much as you're saying it's what is it is it not moving us forward? Is not is it maybe. not? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And I, one of the other ways I, I was thinking about this is not only social formation but social construction and socially okay. constructive. So maybe let's I'll put it in the bluntest term. How is the gym selfie helping us as a society? Yeah, and one guy would argue, oh, that's so inspiring to me. Right, and that's possible, and so that's what I'm trying to get dig underneath, <laughs> right? The idea is yeah. that, is that, is that now, so are, we seeing, are we seeing cultural value right. in, in there, or are we just seeing people? No, yeah, you're right, no, Ryan's right, that's but not it, the motivation of why they posted it. That's, that's what I'm getting to. And it's frustrating, and to your point, Keith, when we waste, when we trade creativity in for vanity. Right, or well, we trade but, creativity in right, for right. wanting to be known, but, or this this false substitute. And I think what yeah. you're saying is, no, if we could lay that aside, then we would be free to be the creative beings that we were created to be. Well, right? but even to Travis' point, I think people do think that's so, in some sense creativity, right? I think there are people that way. So well, like everybody with an iPhone but, camera is a photographer. Maybe we're getting like, back, <laughs> so maybe we're getting back to something you and I have talked about as well. Is like again, we've have we lost this sense of myth and metaphor. Yeah. Have we lost yeah. a sense of something mm. meaning other than what it is, mm. right? So the gym that's selfie good. is about physical fitness. Well, that's a really obvious <laughs> thing, right? It's not too Yes, yeah, we, right. there's not too much of a leap to go, well, that guy looks good, so physical fitness is good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like Achilles, everybody knows him as like this great warrior. Are you saying we don't need that post to know that? No, I'm not saying that okay. necessarily. Uh, maybe we do, and that's a whole other sort of topic, right? <laughs> yeah. But Achilles, and going back to this, one of his other... So they all had um, these these sort of names, so that as Achilles, and they would come with it, right? Yeah. He was swift-footed Achilles. Mm. So it was like that tells us not only about his rage, like Achilles, the whole story is about his rage, but also about who he is, right? He is swift-footed or gray-eyed Athena, or so these metaphors where they stand for something, right? Right. It tells us a little bit about who they are without telling us who they are, right? Um, so. So you're saying this idea, like meet this meaning in our world, right? Yeah. So, and again, I'm not trying to. I'm not. Again, I don't want to seem like I'm bashing those things. Right. I don't. 
I don't no, you're just trying to figure yeah, out why. Trying to like, figure out, like, is why this, this thing? Like, what is this thing about? Yeah. Why are these yeah. things? Why are these things the things? Right. Why are these things? Yes. Like, why are the things, things that, about? Like, why? So, be, well, because then it seems like it's almost arbitrary, right? It could be, be but because right. we could just take pictures of brooms and right. and <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, but if everyone took picture, like, dude, did you see his picture of broom? Right. And versus we, it seems to, on some level, it seems to be right. telling a story of what is important today. Right. And but, what is important today is looking good right feeling good but but even to that point to to back to Kyle's point is maybe it's just a matter of what the 10 year old said it's like it's the content is irrelevant it's just the fame right so there and so the gym selfie could be what they feel what they feel is their best avenue right to to fame and through fame achieving like uh, the the adoration right. of of people yeah. around them, and so then it could be too that this big thing is one of the main issues could be as you were saying before, like are they only telling a piece of the puzzle? So the real narrative is actually a lie if you right. think about it. And, Maybe uh, because and, and so what that can do too is not only damage the narrative of a culture, but if you go even deeper into that, that could be, a, social media could be what's damaging like like relationships a lot because right. you just actually. say you just got into a fight with your wife and so you guys storm into you know uh, separate rooms and what's the first thing that you, people usually do right. to kill time is like go on their phone and you look at all your friends who are married and they're all like taking these great pictures together and you're like, Man, is nobody else fighting? Like, right. just me. Or even yeah. if you don't see those, you're getting an you're getting an instant feedback, and so now you're right. getting you're getting a connection. Right. You are getting it. You're getting a hit of dopamine. So one of the and it reinforces. It's a positive reinforcement right, right. in you. One of the best things I've ever, I, I've seen on social media recently, and it was and it was uh, it was kind of funny. I don't I don't remember. Uh, I'm 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 gonna call them John and Jane. They've been dating for a while. And they would they would post you know like their cute pictures together and things like that. Then John and Jane posted the same thing on their social media accounts, announcing that they had broken up. <laughs> and here's why we broke up. Uh, and it's funny because I'm like, man, you never see that. Like they 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 decided right. to post like, hey, so along with all these like really great things we had, like we broke up, and here's why. Right. <laughs> You're like, which is the opposite of the person beautiful. that just gets rid of every single photo they ever right. took with that person ever off of all media. They the right, media. Yeah. And so it's so funny because that's like, because it's, so you're saying they feel the need? No, I'm saying I think that the, the realness of that is refreshing right. to look, be able to go on social media and go, oh, some relationships end. Because on, right. because on social media, it never looks like that. It doesn't right. look like the, right. the end. It either looks like they're married or it never happens. So we, nev- we, never, have the, we never have the full narrative. Right. Is what you're saying. Like we only ever have the rising action. Mm-hmm. We never have the conflict. We never have. Right. We never have the the thing that breaks. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So we never. We don't have the heroic flaw. We unless it's just unless it's just flaw. them talking about how weak they are to look strong. <laughs> sure, maybe, but but even but to Kyle's point, and then we started still, with. I never do this, but <laughs> that is still, but yeah, okay, okay. except that for is still right the now. other yeah. side. That is still, except for this moment right now. I never do this. Some something in that though that there is this value in showing again, showing the thing that breaks right in the narrative. Right, if you never, if the narrative is all this, right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's exhausting. And this is sort of what again, maybe I've talked about this before, but there is this oversaturation of meaning in everything like mm-hmm. and literally I, what is it what there's an ad campaign out there right now that it's that's catchphrase is is actually this, this is, is everything yeah. <laughs> and it's like 
I don't know. It's, it's, it's I don't does know. It, it doesn't even. It doesn't matter what the. Pro- it's a product. Like it's a. It's a. You know, an everyday product that you use, and like that literally cannot be everything. Right. Like, that thing. If you're or telling like me that, this everything, that is a strange metaphor Keith for you. Just, Keith is just driving. Just yeah. yeah. Just like, can't be. Just wrong. Yeah, I want to take my TV and drop kick it. Right. Um, uh, but but it is your TV, man. <laughs> so we're gonna have to take a break because um, we're running out of storage. So um, we'll come back. If you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games, we can help. Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada, only five minutes from the Las Vegas Strip, has all your favorite gaming staples, classics, and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves. Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games. Okay, so... What I was talking about before we had to stop was this idea that we have oversaturated things with meaning. And I mean things. This coffee cup. This well, so your, your right? example, whatever it was, was this the, is everything. This is everything. Whatever the product was, whatever the service was, this is everything. And I think what we've we've done is we've taken a, an object and weighed it down with a, a meaning or a, what I would call a metaphor, right? Object X equals everything. It can't literally be that, right? right? So this this phone can't literally be everything, it's even as or even metaphorically be everything. You've gained it's it's you've been given too much metaphorical weight. So if I put everything into this, this thing will fail me at some point, right? Okay. Right. So, so this relationship that I'm in, where I go to college, right. the, what, the what gym, job, the new job that I right. get, the selfie at the gym, right. whatever, right? Cannot possibly hold the weight that we're trying right. to have. Yeah, it. yeah. But you're saying that we have given it almost too much power or meaning. Yeah, too much power, the, the, too much metaphor, right? Almost, right? Okay. And we've lost the idea of metaphor. <laughs> yes. Too yes. much metaphor. <laughs> so this idea that you you cannot, if you put all of that on this or on, and, and again, even go to something a little bit more um, profound is my body, right? If you put all of your identity on your body, that will break down at some point. Okay. Um, Gravity. If you ever want to read a poet that's just goes through this idea brilliantly, I think, I'm a little biased, is Walt Whitman, his poetry before the Civil War and after the Civil War, and as he gets older. He starts it in, earlier he's talking about his body as a young man, and then he talks about his body as an old man, and how it's failing him, and how it's betraying him. Mm. So this idea is that your body isn't the thing, right? Isn't, or your your food, my food isn't the thing, my whatever. So. So we keep settling for this imposter, this imitation. A little bit, yeah. Right? Imitation, yeah. Like, I think it's, I think it's, is it Viktor Frankl who who um, talks about the difference between those in, in World War II concentration camps. Some people would physically curl up and right. die on the floor and the, and the difference between them, and he writes this book, um, Man's Search for Meaning, or okay. is, is the difference in people that made it, right. that, that were, were able to survive, Right. They had something beyond the self right. that nice. they held to this kind of, whether it was the hope of seeing their family one day, right. Right. or even he, he said Winning some religious war, people right. like going to heaven. Yeah. And so it's what kept them going when everything else was stripped right. of mm. them, that they were the ones that were able to survive and continue on because their hope right. 
or their desire for the transcendent, if right. you will, whatever right. that is, yeah. for that person was what what was keeping them right. alive, well, essentially. Exactly, yeah. And the, the, and that's what I was, the, the, back to our earlier part of the discussion, is this idea of meta-narrative, this idea of the, mm. the, grand, the, the central cultural narrative. Mm. Um, and, that, and, that fame might be the thing. Right. People are saying like, they're saying like, you know, we're putting all our stock in these things that are going to fail us. And they're like, and so then the narrative today could be, so fame might be that thing right. that, that I need. I can, I can, fame will support my identity. So we've given too much meaning to, to fame. fame. Right. And now, and so in a, in a weird twist is that now we take that, right? Well, fame is, is everything. So then what will happen is, okay, well, how do I get famous? <coughs> I post a picture of a jelly, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Right. And it's like, and, and someone like me comes along and says like, what do I do with this information? Like, what do I do with this? Right. Um, how am I supposed to, like, what am I supposed to feel about this? And right. I'm clearly missing the point. I'm not supposed to feel anything about it. I'm supposed no, to value that person for the, I'm supposed to look not at the picture, but the number below the picture and say, oh, right. well then this is no. valuable. I think, I think you're really <laughs> 15, supposed 15,000. Yeah, yeah, that and you're supposed to look at the number below and the name above. Right, And look exactly. at the name, and you're like, yeah. oh, this sandwich is stupid. They're like, oh, so-and-so posted it? Yeah. Oh, double, like, double, yeah. double tap that. Because also now, <laughs> In a small way, and maybe I'm going too far, but I don't know. Uh, maybe now in a small way, like I've like by double tapping, I've associated myself yeah. with that with that person. You, you and so, look at what I like. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, like like I double tap it. So now like if like uh, I'm I am a person who likes that. Yeah. And so then and so on then on the off chance to to that that person sees that or another person sees that is that they are now associating not only with what I am posting but now yeah. also the things that I am affirming and right. that is only adding to my narrative which could That's then good. which yeah. could then That's also good. be adding to my fame. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You have Super yeah. Bowl. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm about. Right. Yeah. That's true. So that's sort of what, again, that's what I was, as I, I, I've seen this for, again, now the last 10, 15 years. And it's yeah, just, yeah. I've, I've wondered at where this is taking us in terms of social formation, social construction, self or identity construction, identity. Uh, we, we haven't gotten into things like yeah. that. So not even should like we do it, but what? You're, yeah, you're my question is, isn't should, because I think that's the question most people ask. My question yeah. is, not even why do we do it, but why do we do it in the way that we do it? Mm, What is that telling us about ourselves? You know, it's interesting story as we kind of bring this thing in for landing. I had a friend um, years ago, like I think 10 years ago or so when this was, this whole Facebook movement was first kind of starting to go. Um, Good friend named Brandon, who was like the most personable, like happy-go-lucky guy. And uh, we were good friends. He graduates, leaves for college I see his Facebook, and I'm like, this is when you, like, you start really keeping tabs yeah. on everyone via Facebook. Mm-hmm. He leaves for college, doesn't post anything for four or five, six months. Nobody posts on his wall or whatever. I subconsciously remember thinking, oh, no. Like, I hope Brandon's okay. <laughs> like, like, this guy's going through a season of depression. <laughs> like, this guy's, this guy's really struggling. Well, then I finish school. He comes back from my graduation. I see him. I walk up to him thinking, I'm going to have to like counsel this guy. <laughs> He's totally fine, right? Yeah. Like, the guy's never been happier. He just isn't on, on Facebook. But subconsciously, I built out this narrative for Brandon's yeah. life where I go, well, probably not doing so good anymore. And I think that that's kind of where, where we're getting to yeah. here, where we build out this, this um, new way of, of gauging how everyone's doing. Right. right? And it's based solely on social media, which is just counterfeit it's not it's not reality so i feel like the way to get have people concerned about you is just go 
Go rogue, man. <laughs> which, is, which, is, which is funny. Which is funny too that if he's not, it's gonna be the new. Yeah. new attention. It's funny too if he's not posting. You're like, oh man, something must be wrong with this guy. I need to like check in on him. Which is because we didn't even get into like the anxiety and depression that comes along that. that comes along with social media. Right. And so he realistically is probably a lot more emotionally healthy <laughs> totally. than than you or I who are. And I know you're not really on it much, but then. But then the average person who is on social media, who's right. like, oh, this guy must not be doing well. I didn't talk to him. And he's like, actually, I'm like better than you are. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so then, um, episode three, social media round two. <laughs> well, yeah, we can, I mean, this can be like a, a mini series on social media because there's a lot of stuff we didn't cover. So yeah, we're deciding, yeah. deciding that now. Right. So Just right now. Right now. Right now? Right now. This is like whose lines are anyway, where it's all made up. The points, the points don't, don't matter. matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where, yeah, that's... But Travis for sure thinks he wins every time. <laughs> yeah. You're the Wayne Brady Jackie. of this podcast. <laughs> I want to be that fourth guy that's always different. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> you're, the, you're that one guy who's like, I know he's on here pretty often, but I don't really remember his name. Yeah. It's probably like Chris. <laughs> Does that make you and me, Ryan and Colin? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Who's... No high five? All right. No, no. You're Josh, edit that out, please. Yeah. <laughs> high five was the blame. I'll put a sound effect. Yeah, that was the <laughs> last thing ever. People can't see our height difference. Have you guys honest. ever high five, by the way? <laughs> what the heck was that? I put it up. He, he was in the mirror. Your delivery was I so far. <laughs> I, I just left it up there. For those who are only listening to this, a, a really weird high five just happened. Yeah. Or it like barely happened. I'm not calling it a high five. No. It didn't even happen. Yeah. Anyways, I was, I was honestly embarrassed as soon as I put my hand. I don't even want to talk about your, finger, anyway, your fingertips touched. Yeah, I was having fun talking about whose lines in any way, and I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I'm sorry, I I ruined it. I'm done. Yeah. But you are Ryan Styles, which would make me Colin Mockery. Yeah. But you were gonna say only because I'm tall. Which would make Josh <laughs> carry. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. That, that's it. Do, for do we me. have any, yeah anything else, guys? That's it. All right. And that's it. That's it. All right. Well. Venture into the pop culture cosmos today, where you'll hear our conversations on different topics within the world of movies, TV, video games, comic books, technology, board gaming, and more. You'll also get a taste of some of our other shows within the cosmos as well. So come on and join us each week as we delve into the pop culture cosmos. Welcome to the pop culture cosmos. Thanks for listening and watching to What About This. Uh, check us out and subscribe on Podbean and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at WAT underscore podcast. Shout out to Josh Peterson and Humanican Media. Thanks again, and we will see you next time.
that's uh, to us people that can feel things, it, it, uh, it hurts.